It's week 16 of the NFL season, which means 99% of you are in your championship weeks for seasonal. But we also have DFS to go through. We'll cover both in the doghouse.
And with that, we do begin the doghouse for week 16. It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. How are we doing today? Jesus Christ, i got a lot of shit going on. Um, <clears throat> week 16, we got our finals. We have two separate slates. We have the Saturday-only slate, and we have the main slate. The spreadsheet, if you are receiving it, is in your mailbox already. We have it separated Saturday at the top with the three games. And then followed by the Sunday main slate. Uh, No pricing for the Monday night game. And then you know how it goes with the late Sunday night game. There's no pricing for both. FanDuel and DK, but Yahoo and Fantasy Draft include it as their Sunday only. So without further ado, let's kind of get in here. We'll start with the Saturday main. Going to be pulling players for both slates today. So I'm hoping to still get through this within about an hour. So let's get going here. We have Houston at Tampa Bay. It opened at Tampa Bay minus one, 53 over under. It has gone to the Houston side at minus three, with the over under dropping down to 49.5. Most of that having to do with the injuries to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Godwin is expected to go on IR as well, following, you know, Mike Evans and Scotty Miller. So let's take a look here. Uh, guys that I do like. Of course, we start at the top for the Houston Texans, and that is one Mr. Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun Watson has been up and down, but this is a very good matchup for him. Uh, Should be able to utilize his legs, even though Tampa does stop the rush, Uh, but I would expect that to truncate uh, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. I do actually have some love for Carlos Hyde, so I'm including him for now. Uh, Three-game slates, you kind of got to get a little funny. So I don't really like him in seasonal, but if you're looking at it from the three-game perspective, is it quite possible that they get a couple of goal-line carries here? Absolutely. So he's going to definitely be included. Uh, Jumping to the wide receivers here, we do like DeAndre Hopkins, of course. I think you'd be stupid to really not <clears throat> at least look at him first and foremost on this slate. Uh, he is currently questionable, as is Will Fuller, who I like. Wide receiver twos. Uh, the <clears throat> Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 20th against wide receiver twos. Uh, they also give up catches to wide receivers on long extended routes the high-flying routes, the routes that we like, the big point routes. So he's going to be in there. Now I do I do still have love for Kenny Stills if Will Fuller is out. Uh, but for right now, I would probably have to say I'm probably going to fade him. Um, Tampa Bay is 6 in DVOA against wide receiver pluses. He does have the ability. We did see it last week. Uh, to get a couple of catches. But with that happening last week, everybody kind of on top of it, I think his ownership is going to be a little bit higher than we want. Um, So we will definitely just kind of skip that tight end. I will look at Darren Fells uh, 
in this situation here. Tampa Bay is terrible against tight ends, 27th in DVOA, 30th in DVP, and points allowed to the tight end position. I will take one look, as much as I like this game for offense, I will take one look at uh, Houston as a defense. Now, they've been very underwhelming, and they have been taken advantage of by lesser teams, so uh, that is something that we definitely need to pay attention to. On the other side for Tampa, it starts right there with Jameis Winston. So, of course, he's going to be included for right now and probably at the end. These are the two quarterbacks that I'm definitely looking at um, in this spot here. But uh, we'll have to see if there is any other options really uh, going forward. Uh, definitely going to take a look at two guys here. We are going to take a look at Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. I know I can hear you groan already and you haven't even received this podcast, uh, but we definitely have to consider it considering the fact that um, Houston is 15th against the rush in DVOA. They are 27th against the running backs in the passing game. They give up 24th. Uh, they're 24th in DVP, uh, allowing points to the running back position. 23.6 on FanDuel, 27.4 on DraftKings. So need to take a look here. Definitely want to get a guy who's going to have the pass catching, more of the pass catching ability here. Um, and we have heard that Bruce Arians wants to get the running backs involved in the passing game. Whether or not that's coach speak, that's kind of uh, what we need to figure out here. Now, like I said, I do have Chris Godwin still in the spreadsheet, but he's expected to be out, and I have denoted that. I have moved all the positions down. So the three wide receivers that you have currently, the ones that you can use, Brashad Perriman, Justin Watson, Ishmael Hyman. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have brought up Spencer Schnell and acquired Cyril Grayson from the, I believe it was, uh, Dallas practice squad. The two guys that I'm definitely looking at, though, are going to be Perriman and Watson. I like both. We like the outside exterior receivers here. Um, Although I want to take a look, see if they might move Watson to the slot a little bit, maybe even Perriman, um, get a better... uh, matchup but the matchup that they have right currently have now they're not bad at all so definitely going to take a look there also need to take a look at both tight ends a lot of talk about oj howard so he might be a little bit chalky uh based on the fact that they'll save a little bit with george kittle being on this slate but I want to take a look at cameron Brait. i need to see what the snap shares are i need to see what the targets are because with no Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, it could just mean that Winston's going to be spreading the ball around quite a bit. Um, if there's anybody in in this matchup, as far as pass catchers that I will utilize in the championship game, it will be Brashard Perryman. May take a shot at O.J. Howard, considering it is such a good matchup, uh, as Houston has been faltering lately right up the middle. Uh, Tampa Bay defense has been kind of playing well against subpar opponents but we do know that houston um 
is definitely playing for something. So I don't know, completely know if I'm going to trust him here. I am going to include him uh, as kind of a pivot if we wanted to kind of get off one of the other defenses and save some money. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been throwing interceptions lately, and there has been fumbling issues. So it's definitely something to consider. Saturday, the late afternoon game. It's going to be Buffalo at New England. Open New England minus 7, 38.5 over under. It has dropped by half a point. New England still being the favorite, 36.5 over under. So it has dropped two full points. So definitely in this situation here, both defenses are going to be in play. Uh, Starting on the Buffalo side, I am not. I'm definitely not looking at Josh Allen. I do like Josh Allen. I just don't think he's going to put up the numbers that we need. Uh, I'd prefer the two guys in the game before us. Now, I do like Devin Singletary in this matchup, uh, especially since you will get a little bit of price savings. You do get some price savings uh, at the running back position across the board, 5, 4, 4, and 4. So he's not priced up too bad. <clears throat> especially for a shorter slate, so I kind of like him there. Uh, do not like the pass catchers whatsoever in John Brown or Beasley for this matchup, especially Brown, who's going to be facing Gilmore. I may have a little bit of love for Cole Beasley if Jonathan Jones sits. Uh, you also have Jason McCourty questionable, so it is a banged-up secondary here. Um, it's just whether or not we believe that any of the pass catchers can actually get it done outside of just scoring a touchdown. I'd rather get some upside, so I'm not really on here. Uh, generally, you don't like to use defenses against uh, New England Patriots, but this is the Buffalo Bills. Everybody knows I love the Buffalo Bills defense. Um, eighth in DVP points allowed to opposing defenses are the New England Patriots at 744 points per game so this could be the quite the pivot off of new england um the thing that i really would like to hope you know is that they could get maybe a pick six in this game or get a fumble recovery they do have the ability to do that uh it's just whether or not they're going to actually get it done or not um new england side no uh tom brady's cheap He's cheap, six five six and five across the board. Not really a spot that you want to attack uh, against the Buffalo Bills, as you'd rather attack them on the ground. So that's why I'm including Sony Michelle in this spot. Quite possible that James White's involved here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely something to take a look at with the banged up Julian Edelman. Uh, who we are not including, because he's dealing with he's dealing with something, and they're not being forthcoming on this whatsoever. So Julian Edelman really holds the key to this thing altogether. I am not looking at Mohamed Sanu. I am not looking at Nikhil Harry in this matchup. Although Nikhil Harry has been getting stuff done at a cheap price, but he's he I don't know. He's just not. He doesn't have that much flash outside of a touchdown. Tight ends, fuck no. But definitely, you got to take a look at the New England Patriots defense. They will be the chalk this week. So, Buffalo hadn't typically been a team that we'd wanted to attack with a defense. 
they had dropped. They were, you know, let's see, they went 27, 24, 24, 17, 14, 10, 12. Last week against the Steelers, a very good defense. Uh, they bumped back up at to 23 in points allowed to opposing defenses at 10.13. So <clears throat> definitely against better defenses, maybe it's it's wise to go with New England. The late game, the Saturday night football game. You got the LA Rams at San Francisco 49ers. Opened as a pick 'em. 46 and a half over under. It has shifted greatly to the San Francisco 49ers at minus six and a half, 45 over under. We need to take a look at what the how the injuries are unfolding here for the 49ers defense. It looks like they're starting to get guys back. Um, but I think, in my opinion, we don't know what we're going to get out of this game. Rams had gone more to a run-first run approach. It is a spot we can definitely take a look at. I just don't know if I want to pay up for Todd Gurley when I can go down to, say, Devin Singletary, uh, one of the other guys. I am including him, but we don't know how this offense. This offense got smoked last week by a very bad Dallas Cowboys defense. Either it was just because they didn't show up and just took the game lightly, or they were just absolutely manhandled by Dallas, who was an actual better team. I don't know. I honestly don't know about this game. I may stay away from a lot of this game. Now, we have seen that Robert Woods still was getting targets. Didn't really do much with him last week. Everything kind of shifted over to the Brandon Cook spot. I think it comes back towards Robert Woods again this week. I think San Francisco gets up in this game. So I'm including Robert Woods. Cooper Cup actually has a good matchup against DJ Reed if Kwan Williams is out. But I think he can beat Kwan Williams anyways. So <clears throat> I'm going to take a look at it. I don't know if I can go with Cooper Cup. He just hasn't been on the field. It's very limited. I'd probably rather go somewhere else. Now, I will still take a look at Tyler Higby as long as Gerald Everett is out. The, who are we, what's his name? Jakiski Tart. Uh, there's another guy that, you know, I can't pronounce his name. Somebody will make fun of me for it. Um, is questionable. So if he's out, Tyler Higby's main coverage safety would be Marcel Harris. 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 So this two, this second best DVOA against the tight end and second best DVP rank against the tight end position, we may be able to actually exploit that if Marcel Harris is in there as a pivot off of a guy like George Kittle. So definitely going to take a look there. 49er side, I'm not really on Jimmy G, although... I have to think. 
Is this the spot that Jimmy G went off a couple weeks ago? Or had they even played each other yet? Any which way. Um, I'll start at the running back position. I will look at Raheem Mostert. I'll look at him. Um, again, we got a jumbled backfield, so we don't really know what's going on. Everybody's kind of getting their touches uh, such and stuff like that. So uh, it's definitely something that I want to take a look at. I would probably say... If it's anybody, it is Mostert. He did get the most touches um, last week against Jesus Christ uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Did not like the Falcons last week or against the Falcons last week. Everybody's still trying to sit there and go, "Oh well, but but what about?" Uh, you know, the Falcons, or Falcons, we can always pass against them, blah, 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 or pass the running back against them. Well, no, not really. Do, 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 do. Here we go. 49ers, Rams. 49ers won 20-7. Jimmy G had 243 and a pick. Coleman, that's when Coleman, 1845 for one. Say what? Yeah, George Kittle was the big uh, recipient in this matchup. Um, it's not going to look good on paper, but the real question is if everybody's going to get cute here and not go with George Kittle. And I mentioned it when I was in the chat on Sunday that I kind of questioned myself. And I go, why did I not... Include George Kittle. And what happened? George Kittle went off. So, definitely in this spot, I think we just go with George Kittle. I don't really care much uh, for the other pass catchers, like Sanders and and Debo. Um, I would probably fade them, too, if you're looking at uh, seasonal. I'd probably fade everybody except for, really, Kittle. If you got Mostert, I might play Mostert. Oh, yeah, they destroyed. This is the one where they started destroying. That was the game that uh, Todd Gurley was out. Man, Higby even got targeted in that game. Oh, yeah, they really sucked. Man. Man, oh, man. Second price defense on the slate, San Francisco 49ers. Got to pay attention to injuries. So <laughs> out of the six teams, I've put I've put five defenses up. That's awesome. That is that is fan fucking tastic. That's the way. That's the way you cover a slate. <laughs> I'll probably put this back down to. I'll probably honestly, I'll put this down to three. It'll probably be the Bills, Patriots, and Niners. And I'll just take the Texans and Buccaneers off. Although, like I said, it kind of intrigues me with the other defenses because you're going to have a lot more throwing involved in those games uh, versus these the last two. So um, definitely something to consider here. Who knows? We'll take a look. But uh, all right, let's get on to let's get on to our Sunday main slate. Let's get through this here. <clears throat> First game, yay, fun game. Jacksonville at Atlanta. 
Atlanta uh, opened up as a seven-point favorite, 46 over under. Atlanta is still a seven-point favorite with going up to a 46 and a half over under. Currently questionable is Gardner Minshew. Uh, I do kind of like the kid in this spot. Um, like attacking Atlanta through the air. He's got a good matchup. Uh, I, it's like before. I, I don't attack Atlanta with I, – I stopped attacking Atlanta with running backs. We we figured this one out way earlier just to kind of fucking leave it alone. I mean, it was one thing with Christian McCaffrey, but, I mean – do I really want to attack him with Leonard Fournette? Do I really want to pay that price? Yeah, they do give up the their nineteenth in DVOA against running backs, but their fourteenth in points allowed to the running back position. I do think Atlanta actually gets up in this game. Um, we are currently waiting on DJ Chark. That is a big, big thing. Um, we did see that Gardner Minshew really did not care much to go to D.D. Westbrook and went to Chris Conley. Um, whether or not we believe that trend continues is kind of the real question here. Um, he also really liked Keelan Cole. He liked that down down the field threat. I don't know. We're going to have to take a look at this because uh, I want to see how many targets we had gotten out of Westbrook here. I'm actually going to include Cole because I kind of like Cole. I kind of like Cole if Chark is out. kind of like the outside guys. Um, more than I like the inside guys, so that may pay, play a part in it. Um, that was kind of the same thing, and that's kind of where I went wrong last week, uh, attacking Oakland because you're better off attacking Oakland on the outside. So, oops, my bad. Um, gotta get better at that. Gotta get recognized. Uh, nothing else from them. Uh, we'll take a look at Matt Ryan. <clears throat> we are at home. I don't know if this is the last home game, though. If this is the last home game, I can see him balling out. Just the whole fucking team. Uh, Devontae Freeman, I like a lot in this matchup. It is Jacksonville. We like our running backs against Jacksonville, especially ones that uh, do re- catch the ball. So Freeman is going in. Uh, Julio Jones, technically, it doesn't have a great matchup. Uh, number six against wide receiver ones are the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, but Julio Jones is definitely, by far and away, the best receiver left on Atlanta. So if he's going to go off, or if anybody's going to go off, it's going to be Julio Jones. Uh, nice little resi- uh, uh, renaissance. Good God, use your words. Nice little renaissance for uh, Julio Jones, I think. Started out the season hot and then comes back. (laughs) Not until the end of the year when everybody who probably had him is out. Um, Definitely looking at Austin Hooper. Great matchup. 31st against the tight end DVOA. 22nd in points allowed uh, to the tight end position. Uh, The only spot that I probably don't like Austin Hooper is on Yahoo, where he's the second highest priced. Uh, tight end. Oh, and the prices. Uh, uh, the pricing, the pricing and ranks are separated by the slates. So Saturday is its own, and then the Sunday is its own thing. So 
when you're looking at the pricing list, don't worry about Saturday. Uh, once you once we've gotten done with that slate, uh, none nothing up there is relevant to down here. So uh, Atlanta Falcons defense has been playing better, and this is a bad team. Um, and I'm going to be honest on Yahoo, I really like their price because across the board they are fifth, eighteenth, sixth, and third. So I may take the I may take the price. Um, Savings on Yahoo, since they're one dollar above minimum minimum salary. Next game we have is Baltimore at Cleveland. Open as uh, Baltimore's seven point favorite, forty nine over under. Uh, Baltimore is becoming a more of a favorite at minus ten, uh, with the total dropping to forty eight. The thing of it is, is like you know you get these 48s you get the 51s or whatever you expect both sides to actually have um you know players that are usable the problem is you can't really find much on the cleveland side but i mean you can still make the case you can still make the case for uh lamar jackson you can still make the case for mark ingram even though he's priced up priced up but i gotta i gotta take a look at him it all depends on uh what's available from the other games i'll probably i'll probably still fade him but it's actually a really great spot i mean you saw kenny drake go off so uh you have a running quarterback uh you have you know an offense that is predicated on the run so really good spot here um, I believe this is the last team that Baltimore's lost to. So a little bit of a revenge factor here. I do like Marquise Brown in this spot. Uh, going up against Greedy Williams. Uh, he should be able to take him on. And he has a good matchup. But most of, you know, most of this is, you know, do we really want to utilize a lot of these guys? Mark Andrews always in play. Um, cause it's actually Jackson's first read is his tight end. I think the defense is in play too, but I just don't know if I want to pay the price for it. Um, fourth, second, first and first across the board. Um, I'm just kind of worried about garbage time points. I think really, I think they should just beat the living shit out of this team. They'll do it on their home turf too. But, uh, I do. I want to take a look at Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, the best matchup on the board is running backs on the ground uh, at a twenty-first in DVOA. But they don't. Baltimore really doesn't allow a lot of points to the running backs. So um, I think this is probably more of a Chubb spot than it is Kareem Hunt. If they want to keep it close, they're going to have to run the ball definitely here. Um, I don't like any of the wide receivers. I don't like the tight ends, uh, especially after that horseshit with uh, Njoku getting sat. And then they went, and I cannot believe I didn't see the Ricky Seals-Jones uh, revenge idea um, much quicker than what I saw, much quicker than when it happened. Um, it was too close to lock to really do anything because I think I found out probably like 15 minutes before lock. So, next game, everybody's favorite team, New Orleans at Tennessee, opened at 
with New Orleans as a one and a half point favorite, 51 over under. Uh, New Orleans has gone up to a three point favorite. Over under has dropped half a point to 50 and a half. We attack the Tennessee Titans through the air. And yes, this is Drew Brees on the road. Um, Gonna have to take a look here because that motherfucker is hot. So definitely going to take a look there. Um, The real question is whether or not we can really trust any of the running backs uh, from the New Orleans side. It's the first time in a while that I'm actually going to install Alvin Kamara, but I think there's something up with him. Um, And I don't really know if I want to pay the price for it. Uh, especially since I'm probably going to fit Michael Thomas in on every lineup. Uh, He's just the guy to go to here. Can't guard Mike, so let's just put him in there. Uh, If I was looking for secondary and tertiary options, it's probably, if we start at the wide receiver position, it's probably going to be Traquan. Um, Oh, and I forgot the fucking do that again god damn it i forgot to mark Taysom hill god damn it i'm not using Taysom hill god damn it uh fanduel looks like fanduel and god i gotta fucking put this in i don't give a shit would you shut up Stupid spreadsheet. Um, FanDuel and DraftKings. He's priced as a. You can. Dev, you can. I mean, you you can see it. He's priced as a wide receiver. So make sure I. Ah, oh, damn it! Come on. I'll denote that here. Um, Draft Kings. And I have a cat that is fucking snoring so loud right now. Holy shit, is he snoring? He is out. All right, so we took care of that. I No, I'm not using fucking Taysom Hill. We're just not. Uh, we'll take a look at Jared Cook. He did come back from that concussion. He came back pretty well. Uh, I think he had 50-plus yards receiving, so he's kind of definitely the second you know, banana to uh, Michael Thomas this season, so we'll definitely consider him. I uh, don't know if I'm going to look at the defense. Uh uh, uh, I don't know. I think people are going to get cute and go with Derrick Henry on the other side with Tennessee Titans. Uh, the spot really to attack the uh, New Orleans Saints is through the air. I will consider Ryan Tannehill. It's not saying that. I'm actually going to use him. Um, there's something that kind of worries me here. 
I don't know what it is. I just don't know if at this stage in, like, say, seasonal, if you're in your championship game, you have Ryan Tannehill. I don't know if we really have that many options that we're going to like here. Um, bunch of questionable tags. I think they're going to move A.J. Brown around. That's why I'm not too worried about the uh, designator with Marshawn Lattimore. I think they'll try and move him over to the Eli Apple side. Um, guy that I really want to take a look at, though, is because I don't know if Adam Humphreys is going to play in this game. So I kind of want to take a look at Tajay Sharp. I want to see what his snap count and targets were last week. Why? Why are you? Thank you. My mouse must be dying. All right. Uh, tight end. Not uh, thrilled about John U. Smith this week. I'm not going to use him. He did come through last week. Should have used him before I used fucking Ian Thomas. This is why I don't use Ian Thomas. Because he fucking sucks. Ugh. Next game, Carolina at Indianapolis. Indian, Indianapolis opened as a 6.5-point favorite, 46.5 over under. Uh, the over under has dropped half a point to 46. Indianapolis has increased by half a point to minus 7. That was of as of this morning. Um, <laughs> we finally got what we wanted. We finally got Will Greer starting for... Uh, for Carolina and I'm putting him in I'm putting him in this just so I can say at least one week that I put in Will Greer um, I think I'm probably going to pass on him I mean it would just you know kind of be more of the smart play um, but I think you definitely I mean they're going to be riding the shit out of Christian McCaffrey in this game there's just no way there's just no way. You know, first across the board, he's expensive. Um, got the job done last week, definitely. So, usually, you know, running backs against Colts don't really care to do it. Christian McCaffrey's kind of a different th- animal. Uh, I'm going to look at several options for the Carolina Panthers. Now, the thing about Will Greer, and I don't know, I think a lot of people are going to go to Greg Olson, right? Greer is a chucker. I like Will Greer. I had him in a college football seasonal. Really good. The kid can actually run, too. The kid's got some wheels on him, too. So let's not forget about that. Um, Man. And then you get DJ Moore against Pierre Desir. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. It's definitely probably not something you want to go heavy with, considering the fact that the Colts really do kind of um, try to grind out the clock and stuff. So... Um, from the Indianapolis side, definitely Marlon Max in play. Uh, we have seen uh, tight ends have had 
some moderate success against um, the Carolina Panthers. They get kind of beat, you know, down the middle in the slot too. So um, I'm going to take a look at Jack Doyle at tight end here. And just for posterity, I did put Marlon Mack in the tight end section for whatever reason I had that involved. So, yeah. Um, wide receivers for the Indianapolis Colts. I know there's a good, there's a couple of good spots. I just don't know who's going to line up. Uh, generally in the slot, that's where the guy that you want. I think that's. I think that's Johnson. I gotta take a look at it. Actually, I'll include Paxel, Pascal, and Johnson because they don't know which one it is. So I want to take a look at it. Hopefully, it's Marcus Johnson because it'd be actually some nice value uh, there and give us some pricing relief. Um, I think you can use the Indianapolis Colts defense. Again, the only thing that you're really worried about is really Christian McCaffrey. But like I said, Will Greer can run. So it's just whether or not he's going to hold that ball out and get stripped. That's kind of where I would worry. Uh, next game we got is Cincinnati at Miami. Uh, opened up as uh, Miami is a three-point favorite, 45-and-a-half over-under. The over-under has gone up to 46-and-a-half. This game is now a pick'em. Uh, this has gone down each of the last two days. Um, yesterday, Miami was a minus one. Uh, this morning, they opened up as the pick'em. So, um, definitely something to look at here. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think, is, I mean, he's, He's been blowing up this whole, like, last half of the season. Um, so I think he's a running back that we're really not going to want to get away from. Uh, priced, priced really well on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, too. That's his, that's his best pricing air, uh, over there. Um, can we consider Andy Dalton? Could this game shoot out be kind of funny wouldn't it be kind of funny to just take Andy Dalton insert him into your championship game to win all the money uh, wide receiver wise I'd take a look at I would take a look at Tyler Boyd definitely consider him <clears throat> um, he's priced a little bit high on Yahoo but across the board he's 21st, 10th, 21st, and 24th. He's actually priced pretty well. Um, that is Dalton's favorite guy. So I'm definitely going to consider Tyler Boyd. Tight ends, no. I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting anything else there. Cincinnati Bengals defense has been playing well lately. Man, would that be a GPP play and a half. I mean, defenses have continued to be really good against the Miami Dolphins. Even with uh, Fitzpatrick slinging it. That's interesting. 
That is interesting. I don't really mind the price on FanDuel at $3,800. Interesting. Hmm. Definitely something to consider. Um, They play better. They've been getting healthier. Plus, with running the ball with Joe Mixon hasn't hurt. Um, I do want to take a look. I get, wow, that's a, this could be an all-the-money play. Um, I will take a look at Ryan Fitzpatrick on the other side. Um, God. Ooh. That Gronia here is me looking at Patrick Laird and going, I think we actually have to take a look at him this week. And there's going to be a good reason why, because there's going to be another, there's going to be a chalkier play, I think, or something that's going to be just as chalky. I think you're going to have a couple pay downs at running back in cash. I think one of them's going to be Laird. <sighs> Which I don't hate. Why has he scored more points on FanDuel than he has on DraftKings? What am I missing? Interesting. <clears throat> He's a pass catching back, so you would think his price would or his points would be up higher on DraftKings and fantasy draft. Hmm. Interesting. Uh Devontae Parker. I think you can lock him in over on Yahoo. I don't even mind him really on uh, the other side. DK is a little bit higher priced, but uh, he's been getting it done week in and week out, so I don't know if you can really argue with it. The only thing is is if you wanted to put in Michael Thomas and just lock him in, you're probably going to have to pass on Parker. Um, That's the only thing I would probably say on that. Hmm. Miami Dolphins defense? No. Let's skip that. Next game, Pittsburgh at New York Jets. Open as Pittsburgh with a three-point favorite, 38.5 over under. Pittsburgh is still the three-point favorite um, with the total dropping down to 37, so a point-and-a-half drop. Uh, I really don't have any interest in a lot of things in this game. Uh, it's going to be mostly ground and pound. Now, you could take a shot, and I'd probably say this would be more GPP then it would be cash is actually take a look at uh, James Washington in the matchup. We do like them. We do like the high flyers against the New York Jets. It's just whether or not Hodges is going to be able to get it to him. He's been throwing ducks the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> but uh, we do know that if Devlin Hodges definitely gets sat, if he's having a terrible game, uh, that Mason Rudolph is probably not too far behind. But... Uh, yeah, that's really the only thing I'm looking at uh, outside of the defense. Um, there's a weird, there was a stat that came up like after a Pittsburgh loss or whatever. Something along the lines of whenever there's a Pittsburgh loss, the the next game that the Steelers play always goes under. So I thought that was kind of interesting. 
Um, from the Jets side, I really don't have an interest in anybody. Uh, I'm not doing the Lev Bell revenge narrative here. I'm just not. I'm just not. I, I, there's just no reason to go there. Jets defense is intriguing. Just from the standpoint, if you look on FanDuel, I mean, their price compared to the other three sites, right? So Jets on FanDuel are the 16th, 16th highest priced defense. Uh, the other three sites, Yahoo, DK, and Fantasy Draft, they're 5th, 8th, and 6th. So you're getting a hell of a discount over there. I just don't know if I can consider them. They're not nearly as bad as what you think. Um, and you have, if you got Hodges just throwing picks in here, I think it's viable. Uh, defenses against Pittsburgh Steelers are 27th in DVP rank, 12.46 on average uh, points allowed to opposing defenses. So you can consider it, at least for right now. It's early for that one. Uh, next game we got is New York Giants at Washington Redskins. Uh, opened Washington three-point favorite, 43 over under. Uh, it has dropped half a point this morning to two and a half. Uh, Washington still being the favorite, uh, 42 over under in this game. So it's dropped on the over. Uh, Saquon, if you use Saquon, was fantastic. Um I, I still don't know if I'm going to use them this week. Just for the plain and simple fact, I think a lot of people are going to go right back to the well on here. Um, Washington is 24th in DVOA against the rush. They are 11th against the running back in the passing game. They are allowing the 25th, or they are 25th in DVP points. 24.4, uh, 28.4 on DK. So... He's the only game in town, so definitely have to consider him. It's, it's going to be hard for me to. It's actually going to be really hard to fade him in cash. He is priced up, um, but we're not talking like insane levels. I don't think eighty eight hundred on D, on Fanduel, a little high there, but uh, twenty nine dollars on Yahoo, eighty three hundred dollars on DK, and fifteen thousand one hundred on Fantasy Drafts. It's not terrible. It's not terrible pricing. Uh, we will have, we're expected to have Daniel Jones back at quarterback. Um, and there was much rejoicing. Yay. Uh, the two guys that I want to consider Golden Tate and Darius Slayton. Um, I'm not a big Sterling Shepard fan. He's got a shit matchup anyway. So I'm just going to go ahead and just fade that. Um, tight end, I guess if you're looking for value. Uh, you do have Landon Collins questionable, and he's already been bad against tight end coverage, or in his tight end coverage. So, I guess you could consider that either Red Ellison if he plays, or um, or Caden Smith. I mean, Caden Smith, you know, he didn't do that much, but I mean, he did score. Yeah, I mean, he scored points, but he's kind of priced up in this spot too. So I don't really know. Kind of like my tight end's really super low if we're going to go that route. Uh, New York Giants defense, no, no thank you. Another intriguing play. I kind of want to take a look at Dwayne Haskins, too. 
I don't know. This is kind of a weird. It, there's been a couple of like weird, like I kind of want to try this shit, see how this goes. Um. So, I'll consider him. He'll be one of the first guys I cut, though. I mean, it's not really like you can trust the guy. He's been bad, but he had a good game last week. So, but a game against the Giants. You definitely, at least, there's two guys that I want to take a look at. Terry McLaurin, who's going to be your priced-up option. And this is the reason why I'm kind of looking at Haskins. Um, McLaurin will be your priced-up option. We're not getting him cheap. He's still, you know, at a fair price. Um, But probably getting more towards GPP-ish. And then... Another one I want you to take a look at is a Steven Sims Jr. kid. Uh, they try to get him involved in the running game, running sweeps, you know, like those jet sweeps and all that. So um, he's a guy that I'll, I'll take a look at and definitely consider. Um, I am still going to look at Adrian Peterson. I know the Giants are eighth in rush DVOA, with their, and they're twenty fifth in uh, running backs in the passing game. Adrian Peterson's really kind of find, found that other level. He's kind of been like a mini uh, Darius Geis, really. So um, I'm going to consider him. I don't know if I can keep him in there, but definitely something to watch. Uh, watch the Redskins defense. No, I'm not. Nah, nah, bruh, nah, bruh. Oh, I should probably actually consider Daniel Jones. Now that I think about it. I'll consider Daniel Jones for the Giants. It's actually kind of cheap. We'll see if I do it or not. Come on. Come on. All right. Now we're kind of getting into our late games, right? Start of our late games, I think there's like four or five. I think it's four. Um, Detroit at Denver. Denver opened as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, 38 over under. Uh, the total has gone up half a point, 38-and-a-half, so not nothing really big. Uh, but Denver has increased to a seven-point favorite. Um, the reason why total went up half a point was because carry on johnson is practicing he supposedly is going to play i do not like him here um i am considering kenny galladay again i think this nobody's gonna go him against chris harris we know that blau doesn't care he just kind of just whips it out there whips it all around so I'll consider Kenny Galladay probably be one of my first fades. He's priced really cheap over on Fantasy Draft, though. He's 15th highest price. Um, uh, 15th highest price wide receiver over there. Denver side. I think. I think. It's weird. The way that Drew Locke is priced, it's priced as if. Uh, there's a lot of people on him. I like him just because I like him, but uh, 
Um, considering Drew Locke here actually might be in a better spot than than Haskins. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, I like Cortland Sutton. It's a tough matchup. He should be facing Darius Slay. Um, so he's somebody to consider. I mean, yeah, total's not all that great, though. I think if there's one guy that I'm probably looking at in this matchup, and he is questionable right now. But nice little price on on tight end that's been getting it done with Drew Locke is uh, Noah Fant. Might be my favorite, actually, tight end for cash this week. He's priced actually really, really well. It's questionable right now, but... Um, yeah, he's definitely he's priced he's priced fairly across the board. Pretty good. I like it. Total's not there, so I'll probably pull Drew Locke out of there, and I'll probably pull the other two wide receivers and just go with Fant in the game. But we'll see what happens. Uh, next game we have is Oakland at LA Chargers. Chargers open as a six and a half point favorite, forty seven over under. The over under has dropped two full points to forty five, and the Chargers have increased as a favorite by half a point. Two minus seven. Uh, on the Raiders side, pretty much the only there's there's two guys that I would take a look at. Um, one far and away, probably gonna end up being real chalky. Uh, the best spot to attack the LA Chargers is where on the ground. Josh Jacobs is out for this week, which means that we get another week of DeAndre Washington, and this time not right at the last second, right before the game is going to start. So I'm definitely going to take a look there. Um, Something to consider, and I hate this fucking play, but I'm going to put him in there. This is the Tyrell Williams revenge game. can't remember if he actually played in the first one. But it'll probably be cut, you know, right after Galladay and Sutton because uh be going up against Casey Hayward. Uh, it's not the worst matchup in the world, but I just usually won't want to do it. Uh, I will take a look at Waller as a kind of more of a tournament uh, pivot play. I don't think a lot of people are going to go here, but I do believe that Derek Carr is going to go here, and that's more important. So uh, definitely something to consider. Uh, Chargers side, there's not really a lot not to like. Okay, um, Even at Phillip Rivers' kind of priced up price tag, I kind of like it. Uh, we know they, they can throw. Seems like they just want to go out there and just do whatever. Try to beat teams. Don't really care who it's against. Um, you got the two running backs in play. I don't know. That game last week for Melvin Gordon, holy shit. What a shit show that was. Kind of like Eckler. I kind of like Eckler a bit more, to be honest with you. But... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of options 
for the Chargers in play here. You got both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams uh, in play. Both have fantastic matchups uh, with the cornerbacks. Uh, Joiner, Lamarcus Joiner would be on Keenan Allen. Uh, he's been able to be beat this season, so I'm not too worried there. Um, Mike Williams would be going against Nevin Lawson unless he's not playing. Then uh, I don't know yet who he'd be going up against, but it's a good spot for him. Really good spot for him. Uh, Hunter Henry is definitely in play. I must be losing battery life in this mouse. The fucker won't stop. Okay. Hunter Henry definitely in play. 17th in DVOA against the tight end. 31st in points allowed to the tight end. 31st. So this could be the Hunter Henry week. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty much all going to be Chargers in that game. Uh, next game we have is Dallas at Philadelphia. Opened as a pick 47 and a half over under. The total is dropped to 46. Dallas becoming the favorite at two and a half points. Dak Prescott is hurt. He is questionable for this game. They are the Cowboys are saying that he will play. Um, but he's just gonna be limited to pretty much, you know, hardly any practice all week. They're gonna kinda do the Jameis Winston thing. So definitely uh I'm still gonna consider Dak Prescott. It's the Eagles, they're secondary. Um but let us not forget that Zeke Elliott has a history against um, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll try and pull those numbers up on the next on the next time we run through this. Um, and definitely, if he if he makes the article, uh, I'll try to include the stats of him against the Eagles. Jesus Christ! All right. Um, the three top wide receivers for the Dallas Cowboys are in play. I do like the top two options the most on the outside. Uh, and that would be Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Uh, both failed last week, so I don't know how much their ownership, how much they're going to be owned. I would expect Cooper is probably going to be pretty well owned. Um, but Michael Gallup is the one that supposedly is going to be facing Ronald Darby. I got to actually go in and take a look at the matchups itself. Ronald Darby is still questionable. He's still hurting. So um, I want to take a look at that because whoever's lining up in the Darby spot is the guy that you want, the high flyer. Um, you know, let's, let's put it this way. Cooper's been battling through injury. I like Cooper. But Michael Gallup is going to be more of the high-flying guy. So um, I think we definitely have to consider Michael Gallup in that spot. I do... I do like the Eagles spot on the other side. I do like Carson Wentz. Um, I know the matchup doesn't really say that we should like it, but I think that had, in my heart of hearts last week, that had more to do with the L.A. Rams failing than I think the Dallas Cowboys 
taking over that game and being the better team. It's my opinion, but that's kind of my feeling about it. I think that had more to do with the Rams than it did with anything else. Um, definitely considering Miles Sanders, I do like running. I do like certain running backs against um, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. He's still relatively priced cheap. Um, and he is top ten on on FanDuel. I don't know how much I like him over there, but. Uh, 21st, 13th, and 15th on the other three sites. So I kind of like the savings on the other sites a little bit more. Um, Wide receiver to take a look at. Definitely Craig Ward. I'm not going to do Arthega Whiteside. He's just, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is that he can't just, cannot get anything done. But uh, definitely in in this matchup. I'm going to mark them both with Ertz and Goddard. But definitely you're, you'd are you want to use Ertz before you'd ever use Goddard. Um, I just kind of want to take a look at what the injuries are. We have Nelson Aguilar is questionable. I think it's quite possible he doesn't play again uh, this week. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I believe our last late afternoon before we hit the Sunday game. Arizona at Seattle. Uh, open nine and a half point favorites were the Seattle Seahawks, 48 and a half over under. Total has gone up to 50 and a half, but Seattle's still carrying that uh, nine and a half point favorite. Um, I don't know what to make of this game yet. I really don't. And I know as much as Kenyon Drake has the matchup. 22nd rush DVOA. Ninth against running backs in the passing game. 17th in DVP rank. 21.3 on FanDuel. 24.7 on DraftKings. I'm trying to figure out if this is a trap or not. I had Kenyon Drake last week. I found it. I saw it. I ran with it. A lot of other places did not see Kenyon Drake. Now that he's got another decent matchup, is everybody going to flow to Kenyon Drake? And he's going to fail in this matchup. I can't trust this offense. I just can't. I think Seattle comes in. They need this game. I think they smoke the shit out of them. Starting at quarterback, I like Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I like way too many quarterbacks this week. I like Chris Carson in the matchup. We saw what Nick Chubb did last week. Cream Hunt, eh, he did okay. Did just okay. But Chris Carson's the only guy. I mean, they run CJ Procise out, you know, a couple plays game, but this is a spot, another spot for Chris Carson. 
He's priced up quite a bit. So we'll have to see if he's somebody that we can fit in there. Um, moving to wide receiver, though. Tyler Lockett's in play again. DK Metcalf, eh, generally not so much. Uh, wide receiver twos. They're 12th. Arizona Cardinals are 12th. They have Kevin Peterson listed on him. I doubt it. I think it's going to be more Patrick Peterson. Uh, oh, that's right. Kevin Peterson. I got to figure this one out. So Kevin Peterson is listed on the wide receiver cornerback matchups, and he was just placed on IR, I think, yesterday. So actually, now that I come to think about it, DK Metcalf is in play. <laughs> he had a good matchup with uh, Kevin Peterson. I don't know if, they, if they're going to move D, uh, Patrick around. Patrick hasn't been doing all that well. Uh, and then your chalk tight end here is going to be Jacob Hollister against Arizona Cardinals. And I don't think it's a bad play whatsoever. So... Um. Russell Wilson really likes his tight ends. He does target the shit out of his tight ends, so this could be a really good spot for Jacob Hollister. Uh, moving on to the Sunday Night Football game real quick. Uh, Kansas City at Chicago. Kansas City opened as a 5.5-point favorite. 45 over-under. The over-under has dropped a point to 44. Kansas City increasing as a favorite by half a point to minus 6. I don't know how I feel about this game yet <laughs> either. Um, I know Mahomes is always in play. Granted, this is only for Yahoo in fantasy draft. I think Patrick Mahomes is in play. Oh, what did I just do? No, go back. Uh, Mahomes is in play. It's actually not going to be that bad of a, a night. Um, on Sunday, it's going to be in the forties, so it's not going to be too bad. I don't, I'm not doing any of the running backs, but, uh, I think the two studs are the ones that you really want to look at. Um, definitely the guy that I'm looking at is Tyreek in this matchup. Uh, it's just like Devonte Adams last week. Uh, number ones, uh, it, if even if he play, it doesn't matter which guy he's going to be against. Amukamura, Kyle Fuller, doesn't matter. He can take them both. Then you have Travis Kelsey in the middle against Haha Clinton Nick Dix. Well, Haha is going to be shitting Dix after Kelsey gets done with him. It's definitely in play. Moving on to the Chicago Bears side. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Trubisky in there for right now. He has been playing really really well, and the his Yahoo price he's the 21st highest priced um, quarterback. So in GPP is kind of interesting. Even if I wouldn't include him, I would almost think about it um, or tell you to think about it in that spot. Um, so I'll consider him now. 
what are they going to do? Are they going to do what they're supposed to do and use David Montgomery? Or are they going to do this whole fucking Tariq Cohen shit again? Don't know. Don't know. Including both of them. Uh, Allen Robinson typically in this matchup actually has a bad matchup uh, according to DVOA. The problem is is that um, Trubisky still locks on him and gets him involved. I do expect the Bears to actually get behind in this game. Um, I doubt Taylor Gabriel is going to play. Anthony Miller has been playing lights out lately. Found him a couple weeks ago. I think um, you may want to take a look if you're really struggling at wide receiver for your championship game. Maybe take a look at Anthony Miller. That may come through for you. Defenses, no. Tight ends, no. Not looking, looking at anything there. So that's it. We've got our list there. Take a quick look at the Monday Night Football game. Uh, current uh, opened Minnesota four and a half point favorite. Uh, 46 and a half over under. Uh, Minnesota has moved up to a five and a half point favorite, but moved down points overall uh, to 46. I think this is a mistake. I The Vikings should not be favored by that much. They should just keep their minus, you know, they should be favored. They should be minus three. Um. I know there's a lot of shit going on against the Packers. You know, they're they're not, you know, a great team. I'll even admit they're not that great of a team. Uh, but definitely in this matchup, it's something that you can take advantage of if you're doing a showdown slate or primetime slate. Uh, this is actually where I would look uh, for my quarterback, and I would actually take a look at Aaron Rodgers in this matchup. It doesn't look good on paper. Uh, eighth, you know, in pass defense, uh, DVOA, DVP, uh, points get allowed to the quarterback, 16.1 on FanDuel, 17.4 on DraftKings. Um, you will see the Minnesota Vikings try to take out Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams when they are out on the field. Uh, they'll have a little bit more success you know, stopping the run, but the running backs in the passing game, that's probably going to go a little bit more to Jamal Williams. Um, As much as I hate to say it, they should be getting Aaron Jones more involved in the passing game, and they're just not. Uh, This is going to be a game won by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Definitely, if you look at the history of Devontae Adams versus Xavier Rhodes, uh, you are going to see it is fantastic. Um, You also have Alan Lazard against Trey Waynes. He's far superior. He, he's going to be able to beat Trey Wayne's deep. Uh, so he's definitely a guy to consider. Uh, maybe Al, Geronimo Allison, sure, maybe. But MVS, no, it's just a lost season for him. Tight ends, no, we're not going there. Uh, Minnesota side, I do actually kind of like uh, Kirk Cousins in this matchup, especially if Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison are going to be out and they're going to utilize Mike Boone, Amir Abdullah, and C.J. Ham. I think you're going to see a little bit more passing. Uh, from Kirk Cousins, it's not a great matchup, you know, again, on paper, but it's a little bit better than 
as far as DVOA for Kirk Cousins than it is for Aaron Rodgers. So the problem is, is if Minnesota is going to stay ahead a little bit. This game is going to be relatively close. I do believe that the Packers are going to pull this out. Um, but I think Minnesota stays ahead. I do like Stephon Diggs, especially if he's facing Kevin King. If they would happen to you know switch over and put Alexander over on him, uh, it's even better of a matchup. Um, so definitely something to consider there. We, and that's going to be predicated on whether or not Adam Thielen actually plays. It you know does play or not. They haven't really done anything as far as uh, injury reports for these for this game. Uh, Minnesota has been a little bit more upfront about most of their defensive positions, but they haven't done anything about the offense outside of you know making Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison questionable, which are, it's only because everybody knows that. But um, definitely, I, I I pick Diggs over Thielen. I think Thielen's going to be more of a decoy. Um, I don't really care much for Ola B.C. Johnson or Laquan Treadwell. Uh, if I was going to pick one of the two, it would probably be B.C. over over Treadwell. Uh, but you definitely have to take a look at the tight end against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Kyle Rudolph will be covered you know, by Darnell, by Darnell Savage. Savage has been pretty decent um, when he's been in there. Uh, the problem is they're still able to get the tight end open uh, using different, you know, the different type of crossing schemes and such just to kind of rub Savage off. Um, take a look at Irv Smith, too, in Showdown uh, because he has just as good of a matchup, if not a higher upside, um, or the ability to reach a higher upside than, say, Kyle Rudolph. So uh, definitely go ahead and take a look there. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, week 16 in a nutshell. So I will take a look at all these players, uh, definitely for the Saturday slate, and then get a little bit more involved with the Sunday main. I'm hoping to have an article out for the Saturday slate tomorrow, and we'll go over it um, on tomorrow's podcast before we get back into the uh, regular main slate and do a secondary breakdown. Uh, Saturday morning will be the third breakdown for the Sunday main slate. So just kind of pay attention there. And, uh, yeah, let's get it going because let's win them fucking titles, baby.